0: Welcome to this episode of the Greenville Oaks Message Broadcast. The mission of the Greenville Oaks Church of Christ is to inspire people to follow Jesus because we are convinced that following Jesus is the best way of life possible. Find out more about Greenville Oaks or connect with us online at greenvilleoaks.org. I really admire the, the singers because on that song, that bridge is a little complicated, and you want to make sure that everybody gets off the bridge at the same time. You don't want to be stuck all by yourself on that bridge when everybody else is done. I guess some of us have been there before. Ah. So it's great to see you today. I um uh, came up the 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 75 as they say in in uh, California I uh, there were a few other folks there i I saw one person that had an unfortunate incident that kind of reminded me about how your week goes sometimes this person um, there was a police car in the express lane and there was a Pretty nice at one time, BMW, um, in the express lane, pointed the wrong direction. Um, I don't know how you do that, but whoever did that uh, needs to repent, uh, to turn again uh, and and go the other way. So I, I hope you didn't, if that was your BMW, I... Boy, that's not going to be good. Anyway, so good to, to see you uh, this morning. I'm going to ask the Lord to bless us this morning to be able to hear his word. I'm going to ask the Lord to, by his Holy Spirit, uh, help me maybe be a little better preacher and to help all of us be a little better listeners and even better Doers. After we get through with this text, and we pray all that in the name of Jesus this morning. Had a conversation this week with my next door neighbor. Now, some of you who've heard sermons begin that way, go, "Oh," but I, but I actually did. This isn't made up. I'm not smart enough to make up some of this stuff. But I'm, I'm talking to our neighbor, and I'm expressing to my neighbor. Ms. Kimberly, my wife and I are talking to her about how much we would love for there to be a gate out the east side of where we live. There's just one way to get into where we live. And then you're on a a street called Montego Plaza. It is not a plaza, it's a street. And so, and you go around all the way, you go and you'll come out the way you came in and it's three fourths of a mile around it. And people live in there, and and but there's there's a park just out the east side. It's just right there. If you could just get out with your grandchildren in the wagon. So I'd ask her. I said, "I wish there was a gate there." She said, "Well, um, I've asked that too. Um, I've wanted that. I've been to the HOA high court." uh, and ask for that. But, but, but the conversation about why we shouldn't do that was troubling. And it came down to some people didn't want the Jews walking through our division on their way to synagogue on Friday night. It was an anti-Jewish pedestrian vote. And I thought, what an odd thing to hear from your neighbor three days before you're going to preach Ephesians chapter 2, beginning in verse 11. Now I have been uh, to Israel several times and I know that over there There are folks that don't like the Jews, and there are folks over there that the Jews don't like, and sometimes they come down to fisticuffs and worse. And if you go to Bethlehem right now, if you go to Bethlehem right now, right next to the church that celebrates the birth of Jesus in Bethlehem right next to the church is a steel wall that is 10 meters high. That's about 32, 33 feet. And there's a check station to go in and out. These are a people who are divided. And I found out the people in my own neighborhood kind of want to be divided. I wasn't real friendly about that. Because one of the best things to get, to buy, at the Tom Thumb in our neighborhood is a Sabbath chicken. It's really well cooked. Paul says that he knows what it's like to grow up in a world where people are divided. And that when Jesus came into the world, he did something about being divided. So I want us to read this text today. Therefore, we remember that formerly you were Gentiles by birth and called uncircumcised by those who call themselves the circumcision, which is done in the body by human hands, Remember that at that time you were separate from Christ, excluded from citizenship in Israel and foreigners to the covenants of the promise without hope and without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus, you who are once far away have been brought near by the blood of Christ. For he himself is our peace, who has made the two groups one and has destroyed the barrier, the dividing wall of hostility by setting aside in his flesh the law with its commands and regulations. His purpose was to create in himself one new humanity out of the two, thus making peace. And in one body are being built together to become a dwelling in which God lives by his spirit. Every time Paul went to a new city, he first went to the Jews. If, if the place where he went had 10 men, 10 men, then with 10 men, you could have a synagogue. If you didn't have 10 men, then you had a place of prayer. And and so uh, lots of places, Paul goes, he goes to the synagogue. When he went to Philippi, uh, they didn't have a synagogue. So he went down by the river to the place of prayer. That's where he met Lydia. But he always goes to the Jews first. He thought that since the Jews shared in the promises of Abraham, that one day God would bless the whole world through Abraham's lineage. He He thought that the Jews had a right to hear it first. And so he would go and he would preach to the Jews until what happened? They chunked him out. They chunked him out. And it always happened. Some of the Jews would come to Jesus. Some wouldn't. They would throw him out of the synagogue. Then he would preach to the Gentiles. Knowing that in the vast economy of God... There were the people of the promise of Abraham. And then there was everybody else. My guess here this morning, most of us are what would be called generally Gentiles. That's just the way it is. We might have some folks here today that have some Jewish background. That's that's great. I think it's kind of a, a cool thing to be related to Abraham. But now something amazing has happened. There is an invitation to the people who did not belong. Now, now we tend to think of ourselves as the belongers. I mean, here we are in DFW. Here we are not only in DFW, but we're in Allen, Texas. What's the Allen High School mascot? The what? The Eagles. Eagles. There's probably a sound you're supposed to make with that. There's probably a hand gesture. There's probably you go to the Allen, you know, Allen wins the state championship about every other year when Katie doesn't, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, There's a lot of pride. I mean, here we are. I, I used to have that same sense when I preached in Trent, Texas. We had 330 something people we had 65 people in church. We had a six-man football team named the Gorillas. <laughs> and the yell was, Gorillas. <laughs> and it's great to have a sense of belonging. You know, a, 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 a secret handshake. It's great to have a sense of belonging. But in the, in the great way that God put the world together with the promises coming through Abraham we most of us here today are on the outside and so when you read this kind of thing that says the uncircumcision the excluded the foreigners the separate without hope and without God in the world that is us and even for you English people that is we We have to throw down all of our entitlements. Our, our, I'm, in, I'm in the Western Seminary, I'm an American, I'm a Texan, I'm an Alenian, I'm an Eagle, I'm a, a Greenville Oaksian. Everything that makes us special might obscure the fact that before Jesus came, we were nothing. Nobody on the outside without enough sense probably to be even looking in. There were a few that were looking in. I mean, Cornelius was looking in. He was a God-fearer. That was the name they gave to Gentiles who fell in love with the God of Abraham, the God-fearers. But we were on the outside. And unless Jesus... Did something. Unless God did something. Through Christ. We were going to stay. On the outside. But he says. But now you've been brought near. By the blood. Of Jesus. We just had. That marvelous. A time of communion. And. And it was so nice to hear about love that's, well, conditional if, and love that's transactional because, and and love that is sacrificial and giving and open and sweet. And God's love, his agape love, is the love that looked out at the whole world and said, well, I tried to love the whole world all at once. That didn't work. So we gave the world a bath in the day of Noah. And then I decided to bless the whole world through a narrow line through Abraham until we got to Jesus. And now I'm going to bless the whole world through my crucified son, Jesus Christ. And so we have been brought near by what happened at the cross. What happened at the cross? What happened? What are we remembering when we have communion as Gentiles, as the separates, as the don't belongs, as the without hope people? What are we remembering? Well, I hope we're remembering That when Jesus went to the cross and died there, then the keeping of commandments was taken away as a way of coming to salvation. The idea of keeping commandments, the idea of going to be good enough. The idea of learning the the, the Ten Commandments or the six hundred and thirteen Commandments or the being a Pharisee or being a Sadducee or being a uh, in the scene or a zealot or whatever you are, reformed, orthodox, conservative, whatever kind of Jew you want to be, all of that as a way of salvation, as a way of being connected to God has now been done away in what Jesus did on the cross. Now, does that mean that we suddenly get to take the Lord's name in vain? Does that mean we suddenly get to covet our neighbor's bass boat? Does that mean we have no moral order anymore? No, there's there's a way to live in Christ. And there's an honorable way you put to death the old man and you learn to walk in your new self in the likeness of Jesus. But that is not in an attempt to keep the law. That's not in an attempt to keep the law so you'll be saved. Our salvation was created for us in the cross of Jesus. So that in the cross of Jesus, his purpose was to create in himself one New humanity out of the two, thus making peace. Well, you you know, humanity's divided up in a lot more slices than just Jew and non-Jew, Jew Jew and Gentile. It's sliced up a lot of more ways than that, right? You've got the people that live in Tibet and the people that don't live in Tibet, You've got the people that live in Africa and the people that don't live in Africa. Not everything's even binary. There's lots of choices of people to be and to be divided in all kinds of ways. And armies are raised and fences are put up and all kinds of things are, are done in order to make sure that all of the bits and pieces of the world stay apart. But what God did in Christ was what was necessary to try to create one humanity. Now when I look around the room this morning, what a lovely bunch we are. We're not all the same color. We're not all the same size. Some of us speak English and some of us are Texans. Yeah, right. No, it's yeah, buddy. And the the message in Ephesians chapter 2, 11 and following is out of all of this diversity, out of all of this mess of differences, God intends for us to be united at the core, at the heart, in the most essential place of our life, united in Christ into being one people. Some of you have got your alarm up. What's he doing? What's he doing? Is he trying to tell us that we all need to be one people? bingo. And the reason I say that is because I read it in this book. One people. Does that mean we won't be different? No. Does that mean we're all going to speak the same language? No. Does that mean we're probably going to all have the same amount of money? I doubt it. Does that mean we're all going to look the same in the face? No. But we will all God's hope, God's desire The reason we're in the world and not just swooped up into heaven. The reason God leaves people in the world. And you don't go to heaven like putting a a, a check in one of those vacuum tubes at the bank, you know. He leaves us in the world to try to create a greater unified people that belong to him. I've been with the Christians in Rostov on Don in Russia. Heard them sing songs that I knew the tune to, but I didn't know the words. I've been in church in Padua, a suburb of Buenos Aires where they used not one cup, they used two, one for one side of the building and one for the other. But when they use one cup, there's a real incentive to sit down front. (laughs) I felt felt a strong move of the spirit in myself. (laughs) Go down front, Eddie. Go down front. I've been with Christians at the, at the Yellowstone Bible camp in Prey, Montana, where people had driven as far south out of Canada as we had driven north out of Texas, sharing, sharing life. My, dad, my granddad used to stand in the f- front door of the College Hill Church of Christ over in Richland Hills, In his Sunday overalls and shake the hands and hug the people that came in in their suits and fine clothes. The world in Christ is a very diverse group. The children of a friend of mine are now in Phnom Penh in Cambodia. You probably know people all over the world in this place. One new humanity. So our job is to see that in Christ, we are not drawn to be divided into many different groups in the world. As easy as that is, everybody wants your attention. Every network wants your attention. Every political party wants your attention. Everything wants to divide you. Facebook wants to put you in a silo. If you put down there that you like dogs, you're going to get dogs, dogs, dogs. Everything in the world wants to divide you, to make of you a market. A subsection. To set you at odds, perhaps, with someone else. And Jesus Christ is on the cross to make us one. Let's do this. Everybody think of the, 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 the place you were born. And we're all gonna say the place we were born out loud at the same time. All right, we're gonna do this. Mine is Bront, Texas. I'm not gonna say it real loud because it'll be in the mic, but Bront, I was born someplace. All right, one, two, three. ha. <laughs> All right, now let's talk about where you live now. In Christ. Let's say that all together. One, two, three. In Christ. Hmm. Did that sound different to you? The cacophony of birthplaces and the unity of the new birthplace in Christ. One new humanity. So that now we become this church in the world and and in this place as as this congregation's iteration of the church in the world. With the apostles and prophets as the foundation and Jesus Christ as the cornerstone all squared up. We are being built into a temple of God in which he dwells by the Holy Spirit. Let us be united. Let us be one in heart because Jesus Christ on the cross has made us one. Everything that seeks to divide us cannot be of God. Our minor preferences our minor allegiances, the people who are happy about a and and sad about Texas. All of the things that drive us away from each other cannot be stronger than the blood of Jesus that makes us one. Here in a little bit, you're going to go to a gathering circle. If you want to be a gathering triangle, go for it. The great thing about triangles is every angle inside is acute. And some of you haven't been cute before, so try it. But when you go to that gathering circle, talk about things that make you different. Talk about the Jesus that makes you one. Let's stand together. Christ, we do all adore Thee, and we do praise Thee forever. Christ, we do all adore Thee, and we do praise Thee forever. Thou the world from sin redeemed. Christ, we do all adore Thee, and we do praise Thee forever. Go in peace. Thank you for listening to this message from the Greenville Oaks Message Broadcast. We hope this message helps you to inspire people to follow Jesus because you're convinced, like we are, that following Jesus is the best way of life possible. Connect with us on Instagram. You can find and follow us there at Greenville Oaks. Discover more about the Greenville Oaks Church online at greenvilleoaks.org.